You're listening to the Multifamily Market Watch for Washington State. Apartment owners who need to know, trust HFO. The leading source for multifamily industry news around the state from Puget Sound to the Dry Cities. Welcome back to Washington Multifamily Market Watch. I'm your host, Aaron Kirk Douglas. The top news this week, we've got an update on which bills made it past Wednesday's latest procedural deadline and which ones did not. Plus a roundup of industry news from around the region. This Washington Multifamily Market Watch is co-sponsored by Gantry Inc., the nation's largest independent mortgage broker, and by J.R. Johnson, experts in multifamily restoration and repair work. Now on to our news briefing. First, our legislative update. Legislators in Washington State have until April 23rd to pass a two-year balanced budget. The House of Representatives has proposed a budget of $69.5 billion, which it claims prioritizes workforce improvement and housing. It includes $704 million for affordable housing and nearly $900 million for behavioral health. It also includes Governor Jay Inslee's proposed $4 billion referendum to borrow money to address a housing shortage and support people experiencing homelessness. The Senate unveiled its own budget plan for nearly the same amount. The Senate's version includes $5 billion in new spending for education, housing, behavioral health, public safety, and climate change, with $3.8 billion set aside for reserves. House leaders hope to pass their budget off the floor this week before beginning negotiations with the Senate on a final version. Here's the current status of housing bills in the Washington State Legislature. Mobile home park sales will require three years notice and first right of refusal. Senate Bill 5198 passed both chambers and is headed to the governor's desk for signature. This bill requires offering mobile home residents the right of first refusal to purchase their community. The notice period for this right is three years. In addition, the bills impose a $10,000 fine for failing to follow procedures. In addition, landlords would be required to pay market value plus $5,000 in the 12-month closure notice period. Landlords would also have to dispose of the tenants' homes after paying them a specific amount. Bills opposed by rental housing associations and still in play include Senate Bill 5197, which would change eviction notice forms and modify specific eviction processes. House Bill 1628, which increases the real estate excise tax from 3 to 4% on transactions over $5 million. If passed, Washington would have the highest real estate tax in the nation. Funds from this tax would be earmarked for affordable housing programs. Bills supported by the rental housing industry that remain in play include Senate Bill 5235, which would allow homeowners in more populated cities and counties to build backyard cottages or mother-in-law apartments of up to 4,500 square feet. AARP pushed an ad campaign selling this idea as a leg up for intergenerational households, and folks in the real estate world see this as a way to boost property values of aging homes sitting on valuable land. 
Senate Bill 5235 was amended last week to exempt local governments from permitting ADUs in a neighborhood if it meant sparking a wastewater hazard. House Bill 1337 cleared the Senate Committee on Local Government, Land Use, and Tribal Affairs last Tuesday after a change canceling a preemption of off-street parking mandates. This bill previously blazed through the House by 81 to 15, merging SB 5235 and HB 1337, both on ADUs, remain a distinct possibility in the coming weeks. Senate Bill 5466, which would encourage transit-oriented development, is moving ahead. Senate Bill 5491, which would allow for one exit stairwell in residential buildings to reduce construction costs and potentially increase density, is moving forward. House Bill 1042, which would require cities to enable the conversion of an existing building for multifamily purposes if existing zoning would allow for it. Also moving ahead is HB 110, Missing Middle Housing, which would increase middle housing in areas traditionally dedicated to single-family detached homes. Senate Bill 5290 on permit streamlining. This bill would require local governments to exclude interior alterations from site plan review and help local governments move toward digital permitting processes. This bill was introduced in the House after a public hearing and was referred to appropriations on March 28th. Bills that are dead. Bills opposed by the industry that have died include statewide rent control, a bill allowing local versions of rent control, a house bill that would have required six months notice of rent increases over a certain amount and would have allowed tenants to terminate their leases without a penalty, a bill requiring registration of rental and vacant properties, a bill enabling increases of the local property tax revenue growth limit, a bill allowing local government design review, a housing court pilot program, a bill requiring landlords to substantiate the cost of damages withheld from a deposit with repair estimates, invoices, or other documentation. Bills supported by the industry that have died include these, a bill to establish a housing gap voucher program, Senate Bill 5118 and House Bill 1350, which would have expanded the multifamily tax exemption program and promoted the development of long-term affordable housing. House Bill 1245, which would have made it easier to split lots into two pieces of property so a new house could be built in what used to be a backyard. The idea passed the House 94-2 but died last Tuesday in the Senate Committee on Local Government, Land Use, and Tribal Affairs. In other news from around the region, Seattle Fundamentals. The Yardy Matrix report that Seattle's multifamily fundamentals began moderating in response to the deteriorating economic landscape in February. Rent growth turned negative toward the end of last year, and occupancy rates declined slightly to 95.4%. Seattle's unemployment was back to pre-pandemic levels, with the job market adding 82,600 jobs in the October year-over-year data. A record 12,400 apartment units were delivered, 
with another 26,000 and some underway. Even so, the number of construction starts remains down. Seattle's multifamily investment volume amounted to $4.4 billion in 2022, nearly matching the $4.7 billion from 2021. Liens have hit 303 battery in Belltown. The Puget Sound Business Journal reports the ultra-green Belltown Tower project has been hit with liens over some unpaid work. The tower, known as 303 Battery, broke ground in 2021 and was expected to be completed last year in early 2022, but work is still ongoing. The project is hailed as the world's first net zero energy apartment tower. Apartment value declines in downtown Seattle. A property known as the 123-unit Bell 206 apartment tower has sold for $37.5 million in early March. That's $4 million less than what it sold for 10 years earlier when it was new. The asset's lower resale value is attributed to increasing interest rates. 200 units are on the docket to rise in Linwood. A social impact investor has financed an apartment project in Linwood valued at $54 million. The 200-unit cause on Alderwood is a transit-oriented property and is set for groundbreaking in April. Financing is provided by Coastal Community Bank of Everett in conjunction with M Squared, a women-owned real estate development and investment platform. The building is expected to open in two years. Half of its units will be reserved for households earning up to 80% of the area median income. The Tacoma Town Center has hit a financing delay. The downtown Tacoma Town Center developers say the project is on a short-term hold over some financing issues. The 6.4-acre site has had one of six buildings completed so far. Tacoma apartment developments are charging ahead despite a delay in that downtown project, the town center. Tacoma is betting big on its future with hundreds of apartment units replacing single-family homes and empty lots in its downtown core. Approximately 1,550 multifamily units have hit the market under the city's multifamily tax exemption program, and nearly 7,500 market rate and affordable units have been developed in Tacoma since 2019. Moreover, there's no sign that interest in these types of developments around Tacoma is waning. The Washington State Department of Commerce estimates Pierce County will need 136,000 more housing units within the next 20 years. That figure largely excludes potential in-migration from climate refugees. The Spokane City Council has fully passed two ordinances which implement annual registration fees, and a background check program. Although initially considered part of one bill in November 22 and on a fast track to being passed, the Washington Multifamily Housing Association, the Rental Housing Association, the Inland Empire Rental Association, among others, 
petitioned the city council to offer more time for stakeholder engagement. After a three-month process, the ordinance was brought back before the council as two separate bills. One created a $15 per door fee down from the proposed $25. In addition, the ordinance clarifies it is a fee levied by the city and not the housing provider. The second bill includes creating a Spokane-specific portable background credit check program and several enforcement mechanisms and supportive tenant funds, including a legal assistance fund. The bill also allows housing providers to maintain their current background check practices. Bellingham has adopted a four-month rent increase notice requirement. On March 13th, Bellingham's City Council passed an ordinance requiring all rent increases be preceded by a 120-day notification. This regulation took effect on March 28th. We'll have more legislative updates in a couple of weeks as potential new laws reach their final procedural hurdles. Don't forget to subscribe to both of HFO's Multifamily Market Watch podcasts for Oregon and Washington. We dig through all the news so you don't have to. Our entire office specializes in multifamily real estate, making HFO the largest multifamily brokerage in the Pacific Northwest. Your success is our passion. Build your legacy with HFO. Call 503-241-5541 or visit our website at hfore.com for more information. HFO is an affiliate of the Global Real Estate Advisor Network.